This is an episode of Difficult, Yes, Impossible, No, series of Power Up Your Team podcast with host Martina Pullmeier, where CEOs and founders share inspiring stories of how they conquered challenges related to building their teams. Today's guest is Kelly Wittmann. She is the owner of Witt Company, a brand strategy and design studio that specializes in rebranding. Prior to the unplanned start of her business in 2017, she spent six years in marketing, event management and fundraising, specifically in the nonprofit and startup space. Now she happily wears the title of unemployable and is on a mission to help people first businesses create strategic and intentional brands that support them in doing more good work. So hi Kelly, I'm excited to have you on the show. Welcome. Thank you so much for allowing me to be here. I'm very excited for this conversation. Absolutely. I'm curious, tell me a little bit about how you got started with your business and what your business is all about. Yes. So I own a brand strategy and design studio, and we help businesses with their internal brand. So what happens behind the scenes and then their external brand. I got started um, very organically and unintentionally. Uh, my background is in nonprofit marketing event management fundraising. And I did that for about five years. Um, and then my husband and I started a home renovation blog in 2016. And my whole worldview just opened up and shifted. And this idea of digital entrepreneurship was a thing that I had no idea about. And I started exploring that. And with connections that I had made with other bloggers, they asked me about marketing. And that was the skill set that I had. So I started offering them marketing services and one thing led to another, um, and Witten Company was born in the fall of 2017, and we started as a digital marketing agency. It was just me. Um, and about six months in, I had a friend reach out, and her husband wanted to start this salsa company, and he needed marketing and branding and a website and all of that good stuff to get started. They asked if I would do it. Um, they bet on me, and I'm so thankful for them. And we went through the entire branding process, and I absolutely fell in love with it. They were my first branding client, and we pivoted into branding. Branding, um, about you know early 2018 and we've been doing that ever since that is so awesome so it all started with the blog that your husband yes. was doing. how nice is that and then it sounds like you pulled your expertise forward from your brick and mortar job and you realize that you can do everything online these days Yes, absolutely. I'm so thankful that, you know, I went to school for advertising and marketing. So I had design experience through that. And then if anyone knows about the nonprofit space, it's very similar to, you know, startup culture and that you do all of the things. So, you know, part of my responsibilities as a marketing professional for a nonprofit organization included the design. So it's not like I didn't have the skill set, but it was so fun to see it transfer over. Um, and, you know, back in, you know, 2015 and 16, that the digital marketing is nowhere near where it is now, but it was nice to be able to transfer those skills and then learn. Um, and that I think plays a really big role. And I believe I'm a huge believer in content marketing today, uh, but that was also my background, right? You're getting started with a blog, your, your business is content. So um, yeah, it's very serendipitous, but it's, it's fun. And it's, I think every entrepreneur's journey has probably that sense of you're just following the breadcrumbs and seeing where it leads you. 
That's exactly right. Yes. And so uh, it, it sounds like you were well prepared for the pandemic because you made this shift to an online business in 2017. So way before everyone else experienced <laughs> or saw the necessity or the need to do that. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think getting started, especially in the blogging space, you're 100% remote, you know, your money comes from sponsorships and partnerships, and then advertisements and things like that, that all happen digitally, your community is all over the world. Yeah. And then that just was a natural next step for Witten Company. Um, you know, we started working with people all over the country from the get go. And now I've kind of had a I think the opposite effect in my business journey now that you know, we've been working with clients for almost a little over five years now, um, now I'm starting to focus more on my local market, which has been really fun to be able to see people in person. But yes, exactly to your, your point, we were well set up for the pandemic and being able to work digitally. Um, and that's been, it's been fun now to kind of do the opposite and get connected with other people local in my community and just build those relationships in person. Cool. Cool. Very cool. So as an entrepreneur with five years experience under your belt, how did you go about uh, building a team? I imagine you can't do everything, everything yourself anymore uh, with an array <laughs> of clients, right? Uh, there are just not too many hours in the day and we only have two hands. So how do you go about that facilitating the growth of your business? Yes, I have not figured out how to do it all yet, although I don't know if I would want to. Um, but about, uh, not about, a year and a half ago uh, to this recording date, my husband and I welcomed our first child into the world. And shortly after maternity leave, or when I came back from maternity leave, um, I had the stark realization that I'm sure a lot of new parents and simultaneous business owners realize is that what you could do before you had a baby is uh, significantly different than what you can do after said baby. Um, Uh, so my first, I think it was within two weeks of coming back from maternity leave, I reached out to someone to help me bring on a team member. Uh, and I had hired my first team member that summer um, as, you know, really intentionally. And then we also brought on two designers. So as it stands today, uh, we have a project and communications manager and then two designers that are also supporting our clients. And it's been a journey. <laughs> I think the biggest, you know, challenge for me during that time um, I shouldn't say that prior to maternity leave, I had dabbled in bringing on team and it didn't really work. And it wasn't until after uh, maternity leave and doing the team building with, I think, more intention and focus, um, I realized why things didn't work before. And that was you know, kind of leading to the a lot of the work that we do today with clients is I didn't have my internal brand set. I didn't know, yes, as a brand studio, right? I, everything was in my head. So when I think about, okay, now I'm going to have someone else take over communicating my brand and my business on my behalf, there was a lot of disconnect there. And that I think was the biggest challenge for me of realizing, okay, how can I tell someone this is what we're all about as a brand studio so that they can effectively, consistently, and cohesively communicate it to our community and our audience. Oh, really? That makes so much sense. So you realize that you have to do yourself what you tell your clients to do. <laughs> yes. Yes. And with the employees, right? Getting it out of your head. 
Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. I am our, you know, I was, um, I think I'm my own worst client, but I would imagine the same is probably true for a lot of business owners, especially in the service provider space. You know, we, we learn through experience and then we teach that experience to our audience and our community. I, you know, I heard this adage about your ideal clients are just one or two steps behind you. And I think for us, that's ex exceptionally true. And for me, going through this process of bringing on team has made me so much more cognizant and realizing of the importance of having that internal brand system and structure in place so that when team comes on, they can hit the ground running. They really understand your brand. They can align with it. They build a relationship with it. And then more importantly, they can communicate it with your right audience. So, yes. And so how did you go about that you have this project and communication manager who is out and about uh, speaking with clients and the two uh, designer who do project related work. Mm -hmm. So how did you uh, start getting what's in your head, in their head and aligning them around how you want to see the business represented in the world? Oh, that's such a great question. And I, you know, there's a million and one different ways I think you can approach this, but I can, I always share what worked for me is really taking a step back and understanding and just asking a big question of, okay, what do I want our brand to like, what are we, what is Witten Company as a brand and going through the process for brand strategy that we took our clients and still take our clients through, which is getting clear on, okay, who are we serving? Who is that perfect fit for us? And why does the work matter in the first place? What do we value as a company? What's the purpose? What's the vision? What's the mission? And then how do we want people to feel when they experience our brand? And even though, you know, our designers do a lot more of the behind the scenes work and that they're not necessarily client facing, they still need to know, okay, what do people want to, like, how do people want to feel in the experience? What does Witten Company stand for? Because that's going to then really speak to and guide a lot of the design decisions that they're making. Does this align with the brand as a whole? Um, and then it really affects the communications manager because she's actually getting out there, engaging with our clients from a project management standpoint, and then also with social media. So having that strategy foundation is very, very, very helpful. Um, just to get everyone on the same page of the basics for communicating the brand. Yeah. And then how I always find that um, clarity is best achieved when it's co-created. So mm -hmm. when things are developed in conversation rather than uh, a leader or a, a boss telling someone something. So I love that. how did you go about that? Did you write everything down on a napkin and then told them what it's supposed to be? Or did you co-create the outcome? Yeah, that's such a great point. And I, that, that's so aligned. Um, so I started with, you know, we use, um, this, giving a little bit of context for the background, I, we use a project management tool called ClickUp. And in there, I created a folder that's the Witten Company brand manual. And it is literally just tasks and lists of all of these things. Um, and so I then created a video and gave them, you know, walked them through everything and said, this is what I'm thinking and what I'm envisioning. 
if you have questions, come to me. If you have ideas, if there's things that aren't resonating, let me know and let's talk about it. And then we also do monthly team meetings. So that's another place where we just talk about this is the direction of the Witten company. This is where we're going. How does this feel? Does this align with you? Are you still, you know, is this still a good fit for you as a human being? And I think to your point, having just that open line of communication and asking for feedback. I think the other, you know, I guess notable item here is for our project manager because she was doing the communication externally. So she schedules out blog posts and social media and all of that stuff. Um, I would, you know, just asking like, does this sound like what we have been saying? And does this align? Does this make sense to you? Um, and asking, I think some of those open-ended questions just to get their feedback um, is similar to what you were saying is just so helpful um, because sometimes, you know, our, our employees, our contractors, our team members can see our business from a different perspective because they're in nitty gritty details more so than what we are in certain aspects, which is their job. Um, so I think getting that feedback and just keeping it open um, has been really helpful. Yeah. And so is can you remember an instance where one of your team members had a suggestion that had you course correct or adjust something or or said something they are concerned about that caused you to change things? Was there anything that you remember? We just had one recently. So one of the, um, we just wrapped up a, a really big project for a local nonprofit organization at the end of August, early September. And we did a project review call with the team. And this was their chance to say, okay, what did and did not work with this project? So it was more of a minute stale yes. stance, right? Versus the big overarching brand. But this was a really great opportunity for them to say, this didn't work for us. And this is what we would like to see in the future. Um, I mean, thinking about from even, you know, branding perspective, your client experience and your customer experience is a significant piece of how your brand is perceived. So for me, having a seamless client communication and client experience starts with having a team that understands what they're doing and being able to communicate with each other. So I was really intentional about getting that feedback right after the project wrapped while it was still fresh and top of mind. And there were, you know, things like, oh, it was confusing when we had, you know, three different documents for feedback. And then we didn't know what team members like pulled rank um, in their organization. Who should we be waiting for? Um, you know, we talked, the communications director said this, but should we wait for the executive director to make the final say? So things like that, that were super helpful for me. I knew that information, but I had been a lot more invested in the project throughout the entire process. Yeah. And that was very helpful just to Again, I think aligned with what I was saying before, they're in you know different aspects of my business. And I think that it's clear and communicative and like it couldn't be more clear than what it is, but that's so not true. <laughs> um, I think we probably all can get in our heads as business owners of how can I make this more clear? And then you can see it from their perspective and you're like, oh, oh, okay. Yep. That's clear as mud. Okay. <laughs> but it's it's a good sign. I find that it is always a good sign when employees speak up, question, uh, and, and make suggestions. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a clear sign that they're engaged. Uh, if I think exactly. leaders, we put stuff out there and everybody is just nodding their head, right? That is a red flag to me. I agree. I agree. And that's, um, it's a challenge, right? And I think about it from the perspective of, you know, they're never going to be as invested in this business as I am. And that's been a 
a big mindset block that, and I didn't say block, but just hurdle maybe that I've had to get over and accept if that's okay. That's, that's not their job. It's my job to be the most invested. I would hope I'm the most invested in my business, but also I think to your perspective of, you know, keeping that open line of communication and constant or maybe even just frequent checks of does this work for you and is there any questions that are coming up you know have been have been really helpful um and then kind of just those gut checks right of how are things feeling what's working and what's not um and then one of my i think favorite questions that i love asking is you know how can we do this easier uh and just getting them to oh like this can be easier it doesn't have to be challenging i think is a just a different perspective to think about that communication um, and the engagement between the whole team but also for us with our clients really really nice yeah that totally get that it's important to keep an open dialogue and recognizing frankly that that they have a full life to live right while you may be mostly vested mm-hmm. in business they may not be vested as much, but still it sounds like you're engaging them enough so that they feel a sense of belonging, they feel heard, they are engaged and motivated to help you drive your business to the next level of success. Yeah, I mean, that's the hope, right? And I think it kind of goes back to finding team members that really align with the values. You know, here at Witten Company, family is the first value. That's why I created this business. And my team has family. Um, They're both married. They have either fur babies or real human babies that they have to take care of. And that's one of the first you know, items that I had a conversation with them when they brought on. Uh, If there's something that comes up for your family, no questions asked. You get to go do it because that's what we're here for. We're our business is here to support our family and our life. And I am then, especially after having my own child, a very much so an advocate for a life first business. And that's very important to us. So it's been nice to be able to allow them or, you know, seek their feedback for that flexibility. And it, you know, I'm thinking through things differently, like deadlines, you know, I could do where it was just me before I could have a quick deadline, but now like, I can't ask that of my team for a day turnaround because maybe they have other things going on and I need to be respectful of that. And if we're going to operate from a family first perspective, you know, what does that look like for deliverables and communication? And, um, you know, kind of going back to what we had said in the beginning of this conversation about getting clear on that internal brand, your brand values are a huge part of that and helping to find people who are a good fit. You know, when you have that value alignment, that's when they can buy in and they want to talk and they want to step forward and engage because they believe in what the business is all about and they align with the values. Really cool. So it sounds like uh, one value is uh, family first. What are other values that you would that you have in your business and you would look for people who can share into those values if you continue to expand your business? Mm-hmm. That's a great question. Um, personal development is, I would say, number two. Um, and no, I guess maybe even no ranking order. Family is number one. And then our others I would, are maybe on like an even keel. Um, but personal development and just continued growth is really big part of me and something that I want 
our team to also be invested in just this idea that we are constantly growing. And if we're not moving, then we're going backwards is one of my beliefs. Um, creativity also, you know, obviously as a, as a brand studio, we yeah, value creativity. <laughs> I heard, I heard it helps. Yes. Um, but just not necessarily even from a design perspective, but just how we approach things, right. Of thinking about, something different outside of the box, uh, looking at a different way to approach how we do things. Um, it's just really about getting, not doing something or doing something out of the norm and being okay, um, with that and that work. Um, Community is another really big value for us and creating community in the internal team, but also in who we serve and our clients and then just our community in general and being supportive and encouraging. And then the idea aligned with that of community over competition, you know, there's enough to go around 100%. Um, education is another one, which is kind of aligned with that personal development, but just this idea of we don't stop learning and we're always striving to get better. Um, and then I think I did all of them. Family, community, personal development, education, and creativity are the, the five. Yeah, it's so cool. And with that, you really send a message, not only to your current team, but when you get to a point where you add to your staff, you communicate clear expectations and also shape the environment, right, that people will step mm -hmm. into already during the hiring process and they can take that into account as they are making the decision to join or not, or are you making a hiring decision? Yes, exactly. And that's kind of, that's what I love about the values is that exactly what you're saying, it creates an environment and it tells your current team, it tells your future team what you do stand for and what you don't stand for, what you will accept and what you won't accept. And I think the other piece on that is um, it's a great litmus test and measurement for whether or not someone is a good fit or if a current team member is not a good fit. You know, you can look to see, are they operating from our values? Are they making decisions from our values? And if the answer is no, then they're not a good fit. It doesn't mean that they're maybe necessarily, not the, it's not that they're a bad person. It just means that they have different values or that they place values on a higher priority, which is not right or wrong. It's just different. And I think for me, it's been really helpful to lean into this and use it more in my business, you know, use it more actively in my business and think about decisions, whether it's hiring a team or even business decisions or partnering decisions of, does this make sense for our values and align with what we want to do and where we're going? Yeah. Yeah. I agree. That is so important. And, and with a smaller team, right? Just one person who has a different list of values, right? And not judging them at better or worse, good or bad, just different, can get the whole team out mm -hmm. of line, right? So I think, especially in the early stages uh, of, of a business with smaller teams, it already then it is so critical that there's clarity on the values and the environment that you are creating for your team. Really cool. Yeah. So yeah, absolutely. And I love what you said about, um, you know, just this idea of one person, especially with a small team, one person can have a significant effect on the entire team culture and environment. Um, I don't think we necessarily think about uh, when we're, you know, hiring, if you're just doing it slower or you have a smaller team, but um, yeah, I, I think that's really important. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. 
Very nice. So towards the end of our conversation, I ask all my guests to share their contact information in case people want to get in touch with you. Yes, I would love that. Um, the social media platform of choice that I hang out on is LinkedIn. So I would love to connect there. Uh, you can search Kelly Whitman. And if you would like to learn more about our work and how we engage with clients, you can head over to our website, which is wittencompany.com. And we have an email newsletter that we send out every Friday called The Branded Chat. So if you're enjoying this conversation and any other branding tips, um, that's the, the best place to engage. Very good. Thank you so much for sharing this. I'll put that all into the script when I release the podcast. And I thank you so much for being on the show. It was a pleasure speaking with you. Thank you so much for having me. Yes, it was a great conversation. Thank you for listening to Power Up Your Team podcast. Leave a review about this episode and share it with other women business owners. Show notes can be found online at powerupyourteam.com.